Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host, where we are bringing food industry experts, technologists, innovators, all in the food space to give you the latest and greatest of what's happening. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, which is a software company committed to creating tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. Our guest today is so interesting. Newton Wang has He wears multiple hats at Seven Leaves Cafe. He's officially the director of marketing and IT, but he just says he's a restaurant guy. Welcome to the podcast, Newton. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. Yeah, wearing all those hats, you really are. You really are a restaurant guy. Uh, Why don't you tell us what's happening at Seven Leaves Cafe, how you got there and what the focus is? No, I appreciate that. Um, You know, Things that we have going on to Seven Leaves Cafe, the, the short version is we're a brand that's just about a decade old and specializing in the coffee and tea category. We're primarily based in uh, Southern California, but we do have reach in Texas, uh, Nevada, as well as our very first store that we just opened up last year in Georgia. So that was our first foray into the East Coast. My journey here, uh, like many folks in the industry, was just a decision that I'd made to lend my services to a brand that was up and coming. Uh, I'd always been following Seven Leaves Cafe for a multitude of years, and one thing led to another, and they made me an offer that I couldn't refuse. But I've been in the industry for about two and a half decades. I might have uh, possibly aged myself there in a little capacity, but um, you know, serving marketing roles uh, for the majority of my career, and just recently in the last decade kind of added the technology feather in my cap. So, which is such an interesting combination because you're actually combining your marketing experience and your technology experience to affect the customer experience at Seven Leaves. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I I would say that early on in my um, career, I I was actually birthed out of operations, and so uh, I made a hard pivot in my late twenties to kind of get all in on the world of marketing. And back then, uh, technology was slightly nuanced, uh, actually kind of two independent disciplines, if, if you think about it. And, um, you know, just out of sheer frustration, not being able to pull meaningful data, uh, because technology was, again, in its earliest stages, I decided to just engross myself in that world and had, um, you know, a few unfortunate victims teach me a few things here and there. And, um, you know, I, I have made it a point to intersect those lanes uh, to be kind of my overarching DNA and, and the empowerment that I get, uh, unlike, for example, a couple of other marketing or technology leaders is the fact that I kind of understand two, two sides of that animal. And so I, I can iterate and strategize the marketing component, but have very clear line of sight on what the technology tools and outcomes are going to be. So um, having that foresight is really kind of where I, I feel I've made myself relevant to brands that I partner with and moreover kind of created career longevity for myself. Absolutely. Well, and how do you put that together to affect that customer experience? Like I, as a customer of Seven Leaves Cafe, what am I seeing that's really innovative in that space? Because you are innovative. Yeah, innovation versus creation are kind of two different things. But, you know, if there's anything that the last two and a half, three years have taught us is that digital is um, table stakes. And so relative to marketing, 
and the acquisition versus retention strategy, you know, one of the things that we use to great success here is our mobile app ecosystem. And, um, you know, I, I see what other QSRs and food and beverage companies are using. And um, our app experience was actually birthed out of necessity. Um, there was a, a long stretch intention to have a mobile app, but the pandemic just fast tracked that for us, like many others in this uh, mm-hmm. arena. Now, what we, we didn't realize as a pleasant surprise is how enabling the mobile app experience was for our seven lease customer, in by which we bolster, um, you know, 550,000 uh, downloads year to date. Um, and so when you think of a brand relative to size, that is unheard of in, in at least my many years of being in the industry. Yes. And we have about a 60 to 65% active user database, meaning people who obviously use it um, on a weekly cadence. There is kind of a lot of underlying things that many technologists have as data. So we have a visibility to customer purchase patterns, so on and so forth. And therefore, you know, from a marketing, I can get very surgical about inserting activity uh, into each of my stores based upon regionality or competitive intrusion or just whatever is going on uh, and not just have a peanut butter approach, if that makes any sense. And so yeah. we become, we, we're much more optimized and we're much more efficient with a lot of our, our, our digital marketing strategies. Right. I love that you now are getting the data in a usable form so that you can make some decisions for individual stores or regions and decide how you're going to do, I'm assuming, promotions or serve those customers or, I mean, how, what kind of decisions does the data help fuel? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a potpourri of many things, like okay. anything else. Um, you know, sometimes it's just simply creating awareness on a product, right? It doesn't okay. have to be tied to a promo. It doesn't have to be um, discount driven. It's just to kind of keep it top of mind. And because we understand the customer's tendencies, you know, we can then theoretically nudge them a certain direction so you know we have our customers identify what their favorite drink is and so if there's a subclass of drinks that are very similar we might kind of poke at them and say like hey would you like to try this particular item and to kind of create some conversion in their world so that they really kind of have a more broad visibility to our brand right i know i know we're all creatures of habit but sometimes uh getting some conversion into a different uh, drink category really kind of opens their eyes and creates more affinity. And so um, that's something that we do regularly, A, B, C, and D testing all the time. Nice. And you can also take them, you know, if they're at A, you're not going to take them all the way to Z, but you might take them to B or C. And it's it's a small change and kind of a little bit closer to their comfort zone. So maybe they're willing to make that small step is, is what I'm hearing you say. So you can kind of tailor that a little bit. I like that a lot. And one of the other things, because the stickiness you have with your customers and your apps, I think people listening to this that are anywhere close to your market, as far as, you know, having an app and wanting to keep their customers, that whole stickiness factor, they're going to want to know how you do it. And one of the things you shared with me was about, uh, some of the things you do community to connect your stores with their community that then gets the customers connected through your stores with their community. Can you explain that a little bit? It's a genius marketing. Uh, I, I don't know if I characterize it as genius, but okay. definitely well, something that we uh, 
do with a lot of humility. Uh, I think like anything else, we have emblazoned on our cup, the statement of be the change that you wish to see in the world. Okay. And um, in my journey through many different brands, this proposition of Seven Leaves Cafe, uh, I essentially propped up what we call cause marketing and creating a, a, a strategy around galvanizing our customer base to allow our brand to do good in the communities that we occupy. And okay. so um, through email or mobile app or social, whatever you want to message that out, um, in a nutshell, we, we, we work with our customer base to stand behind a certain goodness is what we call it. And uh, in that united front, we as a community of customers and brand are able to do what we can in the communities that we occupy. So as a very quick and candid um, example of that, the back end of last year, we had something called the season of goodness in by which we um, in October had a book drive. November was a food drive and December was consequently a toy drive. And each of those months we asked our customers to bring in those items. Uh, the given the take was obviously when they do that, we then ordered them, you know, free goodies and drinks and whatnot. Um, long story short, through overwhelming response, um, we had a tsunami of uh, like 10,500 that we put back into libraries and into local penitentiaries because inmates need literary enrichment too. Um, we had seven and a half tons of canned food going to homeless shelters and soup kitchens, uh, as well as uh, humane societies because, you know, our four-legged friends need some love there. And, uh, then in December, we had um, truckfuls of toys because we kind of just felt that no kid should not have anything um, for the holiday. And then therefore, um, by that virtue, our customers feel that they were part of that journey. Yeah. And so um, that's that's kind of what we do. Uh, that's our shtick, but we do it really well. I love that. I love that a lot. But your product is different too, because it's not just kind of the prepared when you order it kind of product. So, and that's, that's different for me to think about, you know, your newest store in Georgia is not very far from me and I've got a goal to go out there and try it out. Duluth's not about a half, 40 minutes from me. And I'm going <laughs> to take a little trip over there. Yeah, but no, I we, we have to test out these there's, there's love put in them, but also time. <laughs> what's, what's the background on that? Um, you know, related to our category as a whole, coffee and tea, uh, and, and, and some would even pigeonhole us as the ages in Starbucks of the world, you know, most fast um, concepts utilize um, powders and syrups and the things of that nature. And one of the things that we characteristically do here at Seven Leaves is not that. All of our drinks are what we call cooked. Uh, in by way that we we go through a very painstaking process of ensuring that we we have the raw ingredients from their source, really from a scientific standpoint, create a product that you can taste the difference, right? So we bring in taro, we bring in mung bean, um, we have tea leaves and whatnot, and we go through eight hours, six hours of cooking that is not efficient in terms of speed when you really think about it. But the yield to the customer is that they really uh, are immersed with a flavor journey of, oh, this is something very different than what I expected. And ironically, we are able to execute it very quickly when we make the drink for the customer. But the behind the scenes was hours and hours of processing 
relative to just ensuring that there's the right amount of acidity and that if it was steep for just five minutes too long, we're going to dump it. And so that's the bullishness that we have around our product. Yeah. So the quality is, is really top, top paramount. paramount. Okay. Well, because I know that your menu is very intentional. I mean, you're put a lot of thought in that. Yeah. I, um, you know, Again, there's always the opportunity to offer customers a multitude of different things, uh, which is what by nature a lot of those competitors do do. Um, but we kind of go in the opposite direction relative to we, we want a small menu um, because it allows us to produce the product consistently, effectively, uh, and with a high amount of reliance on just optimization. Um, beyond that, you know, one of the things that most coffee and tea concepts do do is a varying amount of customization. Um, and, and we, again, just don't have that as part of our DNA because we crafted it in such a way that we want you to enjoy it the way that we intended. However, if you don't enjoy it, we'll happily make you something else. But if you go to our concept, you can't say, I want a, a skinny, non-fat, 2%, uh, half sweet. It just, unfortunately, is just not part of what we do. Um, but our our rabid fans tend to give us validation that like, oh yeah, we like it the way you guys do it. Perfect. Yeah. The the whole litany of added, uh, things you're adding or taking away from the coffee, that's become, you know, a coffee meme, I guess, you know, written on the side of the cups. You're not that. Seven Leaves Cafe is intentional. They Their recipes are meant to be enjoyed the way they've been designed and and quality is, is at the top paramount for everything they do. And you know what? I, as a customer, you're going to get what you're expecting from Seven Leaves every single time. So, you know, that's I, I think that's part of your stickiness is that you're kind of making a pact with them. We have great products and we we're designing them on purpose. And so please consume them, you know, how, how we're designing them. And obviously they love them because you're successful opening lots of stores. You were just talking about opening a couple new stores, but you have goals for this coming year to, to open more. Are you at liberty to share or I don't want to get any confidential information on the podcast? No, no, Pam. I, I'm happy to share that news. Okay. And, um, you know, relative to the current economic and societal landscape, you know, opening stores is just a celebration period. And, um, you know, we remain dogged on our growth strategy. And so uh, just last month, we opened our third store in the city of Fountain Valley, California, because the citizens there demanded it. Um, We're opening another store in Linwood, California, which is in LA County proper, and will be graced by a, a community that um, has not heard of us before, uh, but we're looking very much forward to serving them. And um, on the coattails of that, then in the third quarter of this year, we'll be actually opening our first store in the Arizona market. The, the unique proposition about this store is that this will be our first corporate store outside of our backyard, quote unquote. And so we're very excited to do that. And, you know, amongst the franchisee growth strategy, we have another store opening Garland. Um, you know, we are growing uh, at, at a very meaningful pace for us, right? I think I kind of stalk and I creep other brands and I hear like, you know, Dave's Hot Chicken on track for like 100 store growth in a year. Um, that blows my mind <laughs> how that's even executable, but a testament to them. For us, we're kind of like slow and steady wins the race. And so um, we're, we're doing pretty well for ourselves. Well, good. And you have a combination of company stores 
or corporate stores, as well as franchises. So it's a mix. It's not just a single focused business model. Correct. Yeah. Very cool. Well, what's coming, what's coming down the pike? I mean, there's all kinds of technology out there. So if you put your IT hat on um, with your app and, you know, the things that you're doing with your customers, what, what thoughts do you have? Yeah. You know, for us, technology is an enabler and like anything else, um, there's a lot of optics associated with the introduction thereof. Um, AI is having its Cinderella moment right now uh, by way of chat GPT and, and the notoriety that that brings. Um, but I've always been kind of flirting with AI and, and actually have begun very cognizant steps to incorporate within our Seven Leaves universe. And so, um, you know, utilizing drive-through technology in combination with artificial intelligence is not by any stretch of the imagination meant to quote unquote replace the human element, um, but it is uh, by virtue meant to create order accuracy and allow our team members to do what they love, which is ultimately making a product that they're very proud of and then doubling down on an even better customer experience when they actually get face-to-face. And so our um, ambitions and current intentions of utilizing AI, which are actually going on right now, are, uh, you know, kind of just dialing things in and really kind of widening that lens on how I can perhaps bring in uh, other tech stack components. So our POS is one of those things. And, um, you know, utilizing the proper camera technology to, you know, recognize customers uh, either through license plate and say that when you do come up to our experience, it's not going to say like, hi, Pam, welcome to Seven Leaves, but it might just say, hi, Pam, would you like your usual? Because we we saw that you came within proximity of our stores. It's recognizing your vehicle. Your mobile app is giving us your history. And then you can absolutely say, yes. And just pull forward. And right. so it's it's a wow. very nuanced experience. Some people might get a little bit of anxiety, but this wave of technology is is coming. Um, and you know, I, I think it's a good thing for our industry. Well, that is cutting edge. I was gonna ask you what you meant by drive-through technology, but then you went on to explain <laughs> to explain that uh, about how you can maybe geotag or use those locators to figure out people that are close to your store that have come to your store before because you they have the app and you know that's all very cool. I just I just think this is a really cool concept, really cutting edge. When you think about the coffee and tea space, let's be honest, Newton, it's crowded. You know, you can find a coffee shop on lots of different corners depending on where you are in the world. But this is a unique a unique concept within that space and obviously being very successful with consumers. Well, we've talked about a lot of different things today, but is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience before you go, Newton? Um, you know, just to uh, thank everybody, especially you for allowing me the opportunity to, to kind of uh, give you some ear candy. Um, but, you know, for those who just don't know who our brand is, um, you know, we are definitely kind of an underdog story by DNA. Our founders were immigrants from Vietnam. Um, but, you know, be on the lookout for us in the next two to three years as we kind of disrupt things. Um, I, I really believe that despite all the crowded nature of what our segment is and has to offer, 
um, we remain extremely confident that our brand messaging and positioning are going to keep us uh, relevant in the eyes of our customers. And um, you know, as I continue to add in subtle technology improvements, um, we're only going to get better. And so, um, you know, like anything else, uh, I'm, I'm appreciative to be part of this industry as a whole. I love hospitality. It's in my DNA. And, um, you know, like anything else, if the last two and a half years have proven anything to our industry that, you know, we're very resilient and therefore uh, we're going to come out better, even stronger on the other side. Yes. You, your industry is resilient. And I, I love how humbly you just say, you know, look out for us over the next couple of years as we continue to disrupt this segment. <laughs> I just like your delivery on that, Newton. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your mission with Seven Leaves Cafe and your unique position really with the marketing and the IT. But as you explain it, it all makes so much sense and obviously is very successful. I also want to thank our sponsor, Farm to Plate. They're enabling better food supply chain management today. If you want to know more, you can go to farmtoplate.io. I'm Pam Line Miller, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 